Hello and welcome again, once again, finally again, to an episode of the Echo Chamber. With me, as usual, is Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Good morning. Evening. Good morning, good morning. And we have a special guest, a very special guest that one of us knows really well. Uh, and who, who would that be? Hi, I'm uh, I'm Tom. I'm Jamie's brother. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> oh, we're up for some stories today. Okay. So, Jamie, Tom, what are we going to talk about? Since you're coming on with brotherly love in your hearts, um, what what kind of gaming experience do you want to talk about? Well, brotherly love is obviously horribly full of rivalries. So we're talking to talk about multiplayer games. Multiplayer well, games. Play, yeah, at least games played together, at least. So what games do you guys remember playing together growing up? Well, I think the first the first one we ever played... Well, we played loads of stuff. We played um, sitting next to each other on, on the Nintendo. But the one that sticks in my mind that Tom was just weirdly amazing at was Call of Duty. Yeah, the original Call of Duty, the, the PC game. Not this, not any of this modern rubbish. You know, it's the original Second World War, one P, one PC screen. Um, you know, about twenty-five people on a on a map, and use all about using your mouse skills rather than, you know, ridiculous uh, Fortnite building and all the rest of it. Well, you're going to have to tell me because weirdly for someone who does a gaming podcast i've never actually played fortnite there's a there's a there's a certain thing i do you need to know about me uh tom is that if something is particularly popular i kind of refuse to touch it whether that be games books movies um whatever it is if everyone's going on about it i'm like wow I'm not yeah. interested. I'm not interested. Um, but that that's just me being an idiot. So this is Call of Duty, the original Call of Duty back in, you know, set in the old, uh, set in back in those days that all the boomers um, remember very clearly. Um, <laughs> or not, as the case may be. Yeah. <laughs> well, logic dictates not, but um, that was your first kind of like gaming experience. Um Multiplayer. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the first. It was. It was the first. Um, it was the first like major, majorly uh, overly used gaming experience from certainly for myself and, and Jamie together, because at the time um, you couldn't make you couldn't really make money off playing video games. It's not like these days where you, there was no Twitch or uh, YouTube was just a just a little fetus at the time. Um, but in those days, you could, it was like the first, um, I won't say mass online multiplayer stuff, but you know, there was at least you could get like 50 people on a map. Yeah. Um, which is different from like the, the GoldenEye max four people running around. Yeah. And it was an absolute cultural, it was a cultural revolution because you, you then, it was about matching your skills against lots of random strangers as opposed to just three people you already knew and knew how they played um but of course the the mechanics of it were really really simple it was just one map one or two maps running around pointing and shooting as opposed to anything mad these days that they have 
I know these those uh, kind of multiplayer online games are getting quite massive now. Yeah. We'll talk about those. But I remember, I it won't come as any surprise to you, lads. I'm a little bit older than you. But I remember when a multiplayer game meant a two-player game, or in certain instances, a three-player game. Mm. So like Rampage. Do you guys remember Rampage? I know no. Rampage. I never played it. Oh, it was it was it was a three-player uh, arcade game when I was younger, and that was uh, that was intense. And what people forget is in those early days, when you read the tethered to an arcade game, or literally tethered to a computer or a console via a long wire or not so long wire as it was sometimes, um, people kind of disregarded the actual real world like physical contests that also would occur so whilst you're playing the game <laughs> fighting off headlocks and punches in the arm and people sitting on you <laughs> that there was it was it was a genuine kind of like multifaceted uh, physical and cognitive contest uh, <laughs> and, and I, and I expect as brothers, that was uh, something that kind of played into your multiplayer experience back then. Well, I remember, I don't know if, if Tom remembers this, but I remember, um, particularly on the Nintendo, which we played a lot, the Nintendo 64. Um, I think we've, I've definitely mentioned mentioned it before, but one game that we played a lot, but this was actually either competitively or cooperatively sometimes, was, was uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day. And... Uh, in that, I've mentioned the game before, but they had they had this really good multiplayer, and they had one where you would. And it's really not PC now. Now I think about it, but you were some teddies that may or may have not been German, and some squirrels that may or not have, may or may have not been called Frenchies, who who said who made slightly racist noises as they ran. <laughs> And basically you had to, they were storming the beach and you had to, as the teddies, you had to defend the beach. And right, I see, I see. So you are, you're actually on the, um, you're on the beach defence side of the D-Day landings. <laughs> basically, it's, it's that way, or, or you can be the, 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 you can be the Frenchies. Yeah. Absolutely love that, that, that boy play was ridiculous. I mean... It should should be explained that the uh, the idea was that these teddies had been built in a in a scientific lab basically, and were now animated and were shooting the French refugees as they were trying to run into do a safety. Um, but if you but it was brilliant that multiplayer because you it was probably before its time really. It was one of the first I remember where it had artificial intelligence you were playing against, and you could set the level of AI. And so you could be, they could be absolutely useless and couldn't shoot, you know, hit a barn door with a banjo, or you could put it right to the top and they're lazy. They had a laser sight on their guns, which literally was attached to your forehead. And you could, and if you stayed out, if you stayed in the way for too long, you would die. Simple as that. Even if you were jumping around, the laser would still be attached to your forehead. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So what other multiplayer games do you remember? Like, what other kind of like shared gaming experiences do you have? Because gaming's kind of gone with the advent of the internet and really fast speed broadband and things. You can play multiplayer games in terms of the actual gaming experience much more easily just by yourself in a room. 
um, because yeah. you have access to literally like all of these servers from around the world. And then, you know, I used to get my ass kicked by Korean twelve-year-olds playing uh, Call of Duty all the time, and these these kids were merciless. And you know, their smack talk was fantastic. And, and they teabag you. Know, you. <laughs> teabag you. Oh dear. Um, and but that's very very different to what I remember my formative memory of multiplayer games because sometimes to have um, like LAN parties we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes you know the actual effort that you'd have to go to to experience gaming multiplayer gaming used to be huge literally taking like TVs and uh, modems and the entire network and like meters of wire to someone's house and you'd all like and you have to have a big room and set it up and party back in the day so we had this whole like culture around it um where you you know all the, all these nerds i mean we were all boys let's let's be honest at the time there were very few girls that were involved in these um but you know we would all go to this guy's house and we would set this up and then we'd spend like we'd literally spend 12 hours 24 hours in the same place stinking up the place eating snacks playing the same crappy like 16-bit game uh, <laughs> for the whole time, hopped up on sugar and crisps, and uh, it was amazing. But that experience is almost entirely gone now. Um, yeah, that must have been more rewarding, though. I mean, I, I, I was thinking about, I think about this, and it's probably too much actually. That um, nowadays, as you said, you can just sit in a computer, computer room on your own, or a gaming room on your own, and just play for for days, not talking to anybody. Whereas in the old days, you know, you had to go to somewhere that either had the same console as you uh, and physically be in the room. And it was, a, it was far more rewarding. You know, you had to put some effort in. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, you know, your time was limited. It wasn't just a case of you could just be on there forever. Your time was actually no. limited that you could spend with your mates. Yeah. That's it. We would put timers on and things to stop people like playing on it for too long. Um, and you know, people would like be really strict. It's my turn now. It's my turn. Or, or we do like tournaments and things, and do knockouts and stuff like that. Um, but you know, there was there was a huge social aspect to it, which I think it's with anything, isn't it? As we as technology increases and like the the amazing quality and uh, of the games increases and the variety of them increases. And the interconnectivity increases. We do lose something uh, yeah. of what it was. I'm not saying it's 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 better. Uh, it was better then, and it, or it's better now. I'm just saying it's different. It's a very different experience, and yeah. you will just never have that again. Um, you can you can little see it ever you can going a little you can a little with the switch a bit. They, they, it's it's made into. Have you got a switch? I do have a Switch, and in fact, that was one of the reasons I convinced my wife to get a Switch, was because <laughs> it has ability to it as well. I think we're getting um, Switch, is it Switch Sports or something? Um, yeah, yeah. And we had we had the uh, the older um, game version, not 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 like the Wii Bowling, but it's the newer version of it, which isn't quite yeah, as good. Um, but Switch Sports, we're going to get. Again, because it, it kind of works for my kids as well for that that age group because they they still like that interaction a little bit and we like like laughing and joking and stuff like that. So it, it and it and it involves a bit of physicality. 
Um, yeah. And I think Nintendo have done really well thinking about it, you know, because all of these like PlayStation and Xbox and stuff really gone down the high tech, you know, high uh, rendering, the best possible graphics, the best possible engines, you know, massive amounts of development. And Nintendo have gone, hey, there's actually a market for the lower tech stuff, the lower tech that that actually kind of focuses more on gameplay and that kind of participation and also they kind the of form that market of it. for themselves, haven't they? Also the also being able to take it wherever is just amazing. I didn't bloody yeah. know the switch. I, I mean yeah. I got it I got it so I could play it on on nights. And I did. Well why not? <laughs> Why yeah. not? Um, I got the Switch. Um, and I, actually, to be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed I haven't played it as much because my kids have kind of really taken to it. Um, I don't know if I can justify buying my own personal. <laughs> I don't think I can. But um, I, I really, I, I really enjoy the Switch because the, the Switch, in my mind, it's been created with multiplayer in its like. They, that, they put that front and centre. This is a multiplayer gaming system. Yes, you can play one-player games on it. Of course you can. And there are great one-player games on there. But the way that it's been created to be modular, the fact that you can take it easily to someone's house, you don't have to log your cathode ray television in the back of your car <laughs> with spools of wire. You know, it's it. you can clearly see that Nintendo have thought this is a gaming system that we want that people can share um because you know you can that, that the, the ability to take one of the off the side off and use that as a controller in itself you know that mm. i love that i thought that was that was really excellent um design and for i think they've done vision. nintendo seemed to do that a lot like tom and i as i said the nintendo 64 was was our thing for ages and playing things like um Diddy Kong Racing, which was basically oh, unbelievable. Which is basically Mario Kart, but instead of Mario Kart, it was Diddy, and then they made up some other friends. Who weirdly, one of them was Conker, who ended up having Conker's bad fur. Another one was banned. It doesn't really. It was a weird world. I don't understand quite how it worked. But you could play it next to each other against almost an entire roster of AI. I remember that and playing with Tom, and just all we had to do was win. One of us would win, but then, of course, one of us would shoot the other one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty standard, though, isn't it? Yeah, which is very much like it's very Mario Kart esque. I mean, Mario Kart is another prime example of just excellent multiplayer. If anything, that's improved. Yeah, I mean, Mario Kart's been going on for donkey's years now. It's mm -hmm. um, that's one that my kids they they played we've played the uh mario kart um on the on the switch now so they never played the original version but they you know they're obsessed with it like my my, my five-year-old loves it um she's terrible at it but she's getting better to be fair um, yeah, that, that's the one she's the one you gotta look out for yeah I, I think in a year or two she's just gonna be smashing us all but um one of the things that I, one of the problems i have with the these games now that you know these remake games is that there's just so many characters and so many i mean you can change the car you drive now yeah i mean i i liked it when it was just right you've got 15 characters maximum 
and you, you all drive the same car and it's literally about skill as opposed to oh you've picked the wrong I don't know what do they have now gliders you've picked the wrong glider or you've picked the wrong wheels or you've picked the wrong whatever just you know it was all you're all in the same car um, and you choose the character you want um all right, There's too boomer. much choice today. There's too much choice. Too much choice. There is too much choice. I was, play- I was playing. I was playing with Jamie the other day, and I was, I was, he had to explain what I had to do just to start the game because I was like, "What is? What is all this?" That was Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers, another one we played a lot on the uh, Nintendo and then the GameCube. But I, th- I don't have Smash Bros. now, but I think we've played it with Jamie on the on the Switch, and there's some there's something like 900 characters or something. A lot of characters, yeah. It's just Smash Bros. That's another game that's really good as multiplayer. Yeah, but, I, I, that's an excellent multiplayer. Game. But I do, but well, I do think the newer the newer ways people do multiplayer is, it's as you say, it's completely different. But there's something really, and I struggle with it a bit. But there's something really sociable about it. So all the kids. Now, well, who are playing Fortnite or whatever, they've all got the headsets. They all talk to people. They're all quite comfortable talking to people on it. I don't know about you. I'm still a little like, I don't really want to talk to you, strange person on the internet. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. I mute everyone now. I mute everyone. I mute everyone except the people I know. I find it really bizarre. And what was funny was occasionally, like, you'll be playing, uh, for example, these... um uh, the, the, the modern kind of Call of Duty games, uh, what, what, what are they called? I've been playing it recently, I've stopped playing it. We, we had things like Warzone in it, and um, you would go in as, as a squad of four. And actually, mm. it was cooperative against other squads of four, so you really needed that kind of constant communication. Um, yeah, I'm so would... glad they did that. I'm so glad oh, they well. did that. But it means that, you know, you, if you had a group of four people fantastic but if you didn't and you still wanted to play it you would occasionally have to go with a a group another group of people and i have had some really funny experiences uh before where i like i'd be the fourth in a group of three scottish lads (laughs) and um they're like really really thick glaswegian accents and they're (laughs) they're telling me what to do and i'm there like going oh oh which way what what where are we getting shot from? R6. What do you mean by that? Oh. <laughs> your, voice, your voice. You sound like your voice is so posh that they they must have been like, oh no, we've got the most English person in the world. <laughs> yeah, I did get the piss taken out of me quite relentlessly for that um, 15, 20 minutes or so we were playing. It's almost like it's gone full circle, hasn't it? Because it's not because they. Activision were very much uh, for a long time, um, you know, on your own multiplayer, you against the world, uh, playing as many. They kept trying, kept increasing the number of people that could be on a map, and increasing all the different things you could do. Like there was, I, didn't, I never played the game where they were in space and you could fly around. I thought that was a bit ridiculous. Um, but they've almost been like, oh, there, there is a uh, there is a market to bring back that sort of cooperativeness. Yeah. Um, into the online game market, and it's it's actually brilliant, I think, because it you know it brings back it brings us old gamers back into this idea of being on a mass online multiplayer game that's, that's usually full of you know twelve year old Koreans who just kick the living hell out of us. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of a um, multiplayer World War Two game called Hell Let Loose. 
Have you ever heard of that one? I have heard of it. I've never actually played. I saw it. I think I saw it advertised on. You know, it's probably a, a, yeah. a targeted ad on YouTube for me. But yeah. I've never actually, never actually played it. So I remember listening to a. This is a weird one. This is a bit of a roundabout thing. But I remember listening to my favourite history podcast, and the historian on there was actually interviewing the developer of Hell Let Loose. And the reason for it was, the guys behind that game wanted to recreate World War II battle, battlegrounds, but not recreate them just as a representation, literally recreate them digitally. So the distances over like famous areas like um, say northern France or in uh, one of the German cities there or in like St. Petersburg, they recreated the actual cityscape. And so like the, the buildings were the same that were the, the size of those buildings. They went to the blueprints. They took a, they went into a massive amount of detail. Um, and it was a huge multiplayer online game where people took two, two sides. And it was, you know, you literally had like 40, 50, 60, I think you could have up to 100 people on each side or maybe even more. I, saw, I just looked it up. Ridiculous. It was 50 versus 50. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 100 people uh, in the game. And so, and then you would organize yourselves, each one would be a unit in it, obviously, and you'd organize yourselves into various units. And you literally had commanders and officers and like, it was ridiculous. I played it years after it was out because it came out on the PlayStation, um, uh, PlayStation Plus, one of the games of the month thing. And I just couldn't get into it. I just couldn't get into it because actually it was so, and it was so realistic. So, like, if you went went out, it, it would literally be kilometers to get to the front line, and you'd have to like navigate driving, and you'd have to like get a lift, and you'd get to the front line, find your squad, and you're like, "What's going on here?" Looking around, can't see the enemy. Where's the enemy? And you got noises coming out. It was it was so realistic that it completely took away <laughs> from the, the gaming experience. <laughs> um, but. As 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 a exercise in realism, I thought it was I thought it was remarkable. I, it's worthwhile just looking at it and looking at the history of it because it is really interesting. I've just looked it up. But, I've just looked it up, and it looks like it was Team Seventeen. That's the same developers that do Worms. Yes, it's, <laughs> it is. It was a very interesting one. I remember the actual. It, it was published by Team Seventeen, ah. but the developer was this Black Matter. Um, and um, I'm not. I think they might be defunct now, because um, <laughs> nobody played the game. <laughs> it, I think but it's just they just took it too far. If I'm honest, they made a real technical feat, um, which was pretty much unplayable. <laughs> which was a shame. There's there's a game like that, um, and I've forgotten the name now. Damn basically um a space game where like the flying is absolutely realistic you have to call them in to say you're going to land do this do that and space takes ages to fly and it's really it looks amazing but actually playing it is a bit like it's a chore yeah. it's a chore it's, yeah. it's a job that you've made you've made a job is what you've made yeah, you, you some people like that though. yeah some people do like that because there was those there was those flying sims so you had all of these like '90s yuppies who thought that they were actual pilots because they bought these super realistic flying games, um, and they could be like get into the get into the cockpit of something, and you had to you know adjust everything and cabin pressure and whatnot. 
<laughs> it could take off and land. And the whole game was like literally taking off at one point and landing at another point. We had a mate who was super into that. In fact, and now he's a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So that's kind of like work experience for him. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, do you guys play any of the uh, massive multiplayer online role-playing games? Because that's become a huge thing. Jamie's like giving yeah, me the crazy I, eyes. I do, I do. Which I ones do you play? I so the ones I like play. Um, so at the moment, I really like one called Warframe. I, I've been playing that since medical school, and Warframe. It was it was a Canadian company so everyone's very very friendly um but you're a space ninja and, space ninja uh, I love it. you're a space ninja and it's gotten really it's got grown every single couple of months it grows and gets a new expansion for free completely for free and yeah i play that all the time and i must have sunk i must have sunk over a hundred or so hours into that game <laughs> because it was it was got looked after me during medical school and I still play. I'm not. I'm not really into the the MMO. I mean, we we try we tried to play World of Warcraft a little bit, didn't we, Jamie? But but that lasted about two weeks because it just just the same stuff over and over again. It just wasn't particularly um, wasn't particularly interesting for me. Um, but we're playing we're playing No Man's Sky at the minute. Uh, we said so you can play multiplayer on No Man's Sky now, which I didn't realise. Uh, and you, basically, Jamie's Jamie being Jamie is about. 300 hours further on than I am, so he gives me all the stuff that I need to build all this. Have you, have you heard of No Man's Sky? Yeah, so I play, I got No Man's, I was, I was what we would call an early adopter of No Man's Sky, because No Man's Sky reminded me of a game I used to play a long, long time ago, and I can't even remember the name of it, but this idea of space exploration, mm. um, resource collection, and then developing your your base and your equipment and so on. It had all of the elements to be this perfect reimagining of this game that I remembered from 10 years, 15 years beforehand. Um, and then, unfortunately, because of various issues, and everyone, I don't, I'm not going to go into the history of the development but of No Man's it Sky. It was quite overhyped. It was hugely overhyped for what it was. But the best thing about No Man's Sky is that they never gave up on it. I think there was enough of an interest from people like me and some disgust at how badly this game was actually put about. The, the, so the building blocks were there. The building blocks of this game are, are there and they're, they're, they're so full of potential. And then what they actually like came out with was terrible. Now, I know that they've re, um, reissued it and I've actually downloaded the reissued game, but I, I still haven't quite gotten over the trauma of how i felt initially when playing it to start it again it's like I'm... a it's like a new game now it, it's like people have re-reviewed it and you know, before they gave it like you know a six or something and now they re-reviewed it and it's easily in the eights nines now because they've they've really just made it so much better i'm um, gonna have to do i might even do that today um it. it's it's something that for me i think it, i might get into it too deeply then Especially if they've now got a multiplayer element, because I, I love that game. I love the concept of it. I, I even like went along with the story for a bit to begin with, just because I was like, this is so fascinating, it's so unique, it's so interesting. Um, but it, 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 it hurt me. That game hurt it's, me. It's funny you should say that, because Jamie, Jamie, Jamie uh, 
said to me when it was sort of rumored to come out, I said, oh, there's a new game coming out where there's like 20 billion planets and you, 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 you're, you're never going to find a planet that somebody else has found and all this. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And we, we both were waiting for it for years and we, we pre-ordered it and it came. And you're right, it was like, this is this is all right, but it's not as massive as it, as it could be. So I didn't play it for ages. And then Jamie, being Jamie, who plays literally every game that exists, came, came back to me <laughs> a few years later and said, oh, I've been playing No Man's Sky recently and they've updated it and you can do all sorts of interesting things and build a base and... Uh, go into all sorts of all these other things and play multiplayer. You should get back on it. Anyway, I didn't until PS5 PS5 came out and it was like free on PS5 and I tried it again. It's actually now so much better. It's it's so much more uh, enthralling and so much more like um, what's the word I'm looking for in depth. But but not. But I think it's gone from like oh you you just sort of it's just there to sort of relax and you know explore to oh no there's actually a purpose for this game um and it's it's brilliant and it's really good multiplayer wise as well because when you've got someone who's much further ahead than you and can actually give you stuff that you need you don't have to go and f- fly literally <laughs> light years to find um it actually makes your life a lot easier uh, but yeah, I, awesome. I do enjoy the um because tom and i are so far you know far different parts of the country I do quite like the social element of it. So sometimes I've literally played that game and I've just sat my character on top of his ship and just let him do his thing just because I'm chatting to him on the phone anyway. It's something really quite sociable about that. I do like that. That is nice. I, I, I love that, actually. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing because I have <clears throat> I have a group of friends all over the country as well. And um, sometimes the only kind of social interaction that we have is when we're, you know, we're killing Nazis. Um, it's It's... You know, and we'd, we'd just literally be chatting about politics, this, that, and the other, and then we're like, oh, just uh, just behind you, you need to just put a shield in. Um, or, <laughs> what know, game is that? Are you killing Nazis? Um, uh, the, uh, well, it would have been the Vanguard, I think, was the last one. Is it? Um... Oh, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, yeah. yeah I didn't, Vanguard, did, yeah. didn't rate that one. Didn't rate that yeah, one. it wasn't the best. Uh, my favourite one of those ones recently has actually been Battlefield 1. I thought that was a... That was a good game. Yeah. I like the real one. The horses, especially, the swords, brilliant. So um, cool, Yeah, especially yeah, considering you could do well without being a good shot, which was good for me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. That was a great game. But I wanted to talk about one um, phenomenon, which I think um, I brought up previously. What you don't know, listener, is that we tried to record this previously. Uh, weeks ago and due to probably my fault really than anything else I didn't realize that we weren't actually properly recording so we were chatting around for about half an hour or so uh, before I realized that I had royally fucked up Um, so this is actually round two Um, so if I start saying things like oh do you remember when we were talking about that's why anyway do you remember when we were talking about um, Eve Online Yes, I do remember you talking about EVE Online. I brought this up specifically because this is a game I've never actually played. But I think, Jamie, you said you played, didn't you? No, no, I knew it I knew it well, though. And I'm, I'm, you knew it keep, well. Every time we've talked about it, I'm like, oh, no. Don't. I know. I'm going to get on it. EVE Online is one of those things that I genuinely, I've had to stay away from because I know for a fact, and I think, Jamie, you probably have the similar feeling. I can't get into this game. 
I, it, it will it will be all consuming. So Eve Online is a space based, persistent world, massive multiplayer online role playing game, and it was developed by CCP Games. It is. It has seven thousand eight hundred start systems, and all of them can be um, played, uh, visited by the players. It's the scale and complexity of the game is incredible, and it's persistent. And what that means is, what happens in the game becomes the history of the universe. It does not change. So, and and ev- and you can literally go into that game and kind of carve your own niche into it so when i was listening to a another podcast talking about it they were talking about how people set up shop in either one of the star systems or in one of the multiple kind of space bases that are there and their entire existence in the game is like a trader they'll develop something or build something and they will just sell it to people who want it and that's their whole thing they literally go into the game to be like a space like a second job the second job yeah the second job because it, even though there's money <laughs> so there's a currency in the game and there's the money in the game and so you can earn money that way but people are literally like doing real life transactions as well for resources and support and this is the thing that absolutely blew my mind about this game there was well, there's there is ongoing i believe a an ongoing war in the in the game and the whole reason was there was people have obviously started to develop guilds so they've and there was this one guild that became particularly um powerful and had a whole fleet of ships and they literally like ran uh you know extortion racketeering in the game there was a mafia essentially in the game and there was this one dude who wasn't part of these guilds but was like independently wealthy again in the game and he put out a call amongst the, like the forums uh, of the people who play these, this game and he asked them to um he asked the question is that if i like front up the cash uh, essentially if i fund a war effort Will people like join a alliance against this like in-game mafia? <laughs> and um, and people signed up to it, and so he started building ships, and you know, from ship, and these people would then like take this guy's orders, and it became this huge thing, and it's like an ongoing war. And the thing about this game is it is entirely brutal with its persistence um, aspect. It means that if you're like you're like a lone player and you like built a ship and you're going to do it's a cargo ship and you, you know, put bits and pieces on, you, you've worked really hard to make it in the game and you load it up and you go on your maiden flight and two minutes out of the spaceport, pirates come and stick you up and blow your ship up. That's it. The game's over. You don't respawn. There is no mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> All of that time and effort is gone. Brutal. <laughs> It's like Dark Souls, but in space. It's it's. This is why I really I have to stay away from this. This is like my gaming crack. I would I would lose <laughs> in this game absolutely. You know, <laughs> you know, like, I'd be like under a bridge with my like, in my um Wi-Fi uh, enabled laptop, like you know, scratching my face. Going, man, you got any credits, man? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll suck you a virtual dick, man. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Yeah, it's been terrible. Terrible. You can be I'll a bit. I can't do it. I love it. <laughs> Why have I never heard of this game? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's I'm huge, so and it's been around for quite a while now, hasn't it? It's yeah. um, it was released in two thousand and three. Wow! I know it's nearly twenty years old, but it's still going strong. And it's um, I think in twenty thirteen was when it had its highest number. It had half a million um, subscribers. But since 2016, it's now a um, it has a limited uh, free to play version, which I think probably is just because it's now getting on a bit. But I think um, it's, I'm sure in a few years' time, people will be writing stories about uh, you know literally writing what novels. happened in Eve. Yeah, what happened in Eve? Um, because some of the stuff that came out, like I, this, is just me scratching the surface of the nonsense that seems to be getting on in that in that world. Um, and what I like about it as well is because have you seen or read the book um, Ready Player One? Yeah, seen it. Because this, this, I'm sure Eve Online is the kind of thing that will like eventually spawn into that world where you know that reality and gaming world kind of collide, and you know you you see you slip seamlessly between one and the other, um, which I think is starting to get scarily close now. Uh, the technology is almost there, I would say. It's hilarious how multiplayer has now changed into a, a different, you know, you, you can create a, literally a different world where you have a second job and and have political parties and guilds that are fighting each other. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I love it. You do, it's like, it's like me, it's like, you know, I do, I play games for the escapism, but then automatically play as the doctor or the medic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just can't help myself. Just I know. this job. And I always play as the good guys as well. Always, like I don't. It's 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 a ridiculous thing. Like um, I, I wonder. I've never actually met a group of people who wanted to play as like genuinely wanted to play. Like no, we always play as bad guys. Always. I um, quite like bad guys. Tom does. Oh, there Tom we are. does. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Jamie can vouch for that. It seems. Yeah, yeah, he's there. <laughs> but I'm always attracted to evil. And... <laughs> Murdering. He's a lawyer, ladies and gentlemen. He's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> a barrister, apologies. Oh dear. Attorney at law. Marvellous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gentlemen, I think we, we we've not really talked enough about multiplayer games, but I think we've talked enough today about games. We are probably gonna have to uh, get you on again at some point, Tom. It's been a pleasure uh yeah, speaking thanks very to much you. For having me. Oh yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Well definitely Again, at some point, I'm sure I'll have to find you and friend you on uh, PlayStation <laughs> Network, um, so we can um, play. And especially, like you know, looking at the future, looking at my future of a down and out in Eve Online, um, I'll need all the help I can get with uh, <laughs> digital <laughs> You can count um, me in, Jamie. I've. I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking at Eve online again. <laughs> I think, I think, I think we may have. Thankfully, we may have actually missed the boat on that. But the problem is, they're definitely going to be developing another one. Yeah, hundred percent. Anywho, oh, well. it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Although I did, I did say I have, I have. Do you know what I've done, Jamie? I've actually looked up Warframe. Um, oh really? Yeah. So Don't do, do you it. See, or on Don't the. Do it. I play it on PlayStation, and it's right. 
honestly, if you play it, I will play with you. Like, there's well, a few how people. Can I, how can I resist such a charming invitation? You tried to get me into that. I tried to get me into that and failed miserably. Um... It's just, it's a bit overwhelming in the beginning, but it gets, it just hooks you. And it's just, you know, you're a space ninja in space doing space things. Space ninja. I mean, it sounds near perfect. <laughs> it's just lovely. It's just, it's. I think it's just because you know they're Canadians and it's everyone's quite friendly and everyone's quite helpful and it's nice. Awesome. All right, gentlemen. I think we'll knock it on the head. All right. Thanks very Pleasure much. As always. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the echo chamber, echo spelled correctly. I've been your host, Farbod, and my co-host has been Jamie. See you again next time, Game Dorks.